Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 419, and today I am excited because, uh, well, I've got something that I want you guys to listen to. I I say this is a must-listen because you're going to actually hear how someone took a failing business, and I'm going to explain, and he's going to explain how this happened and kind of how he was at the bottom of like where you could be in business, like failing business, brick and mortar, and how he was able to turn that into a huge success and also landing a Super Bowl commercial a few years back. Now, the company that I'm talking about is called now Death Wish Coffee because I say now because it wasn't originally called that. Uh, You know, he started this business as a coffee shop. And he created the brand from the requests of some of his customers. But the business was failing. It was failing pretty badly. And he was thinking about even closing shop. And he's going to talk all about that. Uh, If I didn't mention his name, his name is Mike Brown. And I met him through a mutual friend, Jeff Cohen from Seller Labs. He introduced me to Mike. And it's funny because I knew that, uh, well, I knew that this company, Death Wish Coffee, had this big Super Bowl commercial when I was living in New York. Now, he's from New York, still from New York. And the funny thing is, is he was only about two to three miles away from where I used to live. Couldn't believe it. And uh, didn't even know this. I mean, I knew he was local, but I didn't know he was that close. Uh, And the news was buzzing around this time when they were going to uh, possibly be on the Super Bowl, win a free commercial. They ended up winning, and uh, our whole community was just buzzing. And uh, and now I get the chance to actually interview him, and, uh, and we get to talk all about those lessons learned. And I'm telling you right now, You're going to learn so much by just listening to his story. I think you're going to be inspired. I think you're going to be motivated. And I think you're going to see that there's so many different twists and turns that happen in business. And I want you guys listening right now to also go back and start to think about things that you've done in the past with your story and see how you've grown through that story. And that's really the big thing that I always take away from anyone that I interview is it's not all, you know, it's like you don't just start something and it's just always success. There's failures along the way, but there's learning lessons along the way. There's growth along the way. And I actually look at that as profit in in just a different type of currency. It's not like currency that you can actually cash in in the bank, although you could once you apply them to other parts of your business or a new venture or whatever. But you're going to hear that everything wasn't perfect and still not perfect, but he's grown a very, very large, successful company. Uh, He's been on, I believe it was Good Morning America. He'll let us know that. And then uh, from there, sales blew up. But, you know, from there, he couldn't couldn't fulfill the orders. So then guess what? Amazon kicked him off. eBay kicked him off. And then he had to go back and kind of figure out how to get back on. And he'll talk all about that stuff. But you'll see there's growing pains from being successful that you have to learn from, you have to adapt to, but I think you guys are going to really, really enjoy this interview. So I'm going to stop talking now so you can listen to this interview that I did with Mike. You're going to hear all the ins and the outs, all the ups and downs, and uh, and I really just am curious about his stories. So you're going to hear that casual conversation as always of just him and I sitting around having that cup of death wish coffee. So guys, sit back, relax, enjoy this interview with Mike Brown. Well, hey, Mike, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. How you doing, man? 
I'm doing great, Scott. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, it's it's pretty cool that I finally got a chance to talk to you. And I know I talked to you a little bit before we got going here, but we're actually, or we were actually neighbors, like really close neighbors. I lived in Round Lake, Boston Lake, and uh, and you're from that area. So uh, pretty crazy, pretty small world, right? I, absolutely. This town is only about two square miles, I think. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's it's crazy, and uh, and it's funny whenever I hear someone, you know, they're like, "Well, where are you from?" I'm usually like. Well, you know, outside of Albany, upstate New York, and they're like, oh, whereabouts? And I'm like, well, if you've ever been to like Saratoga or Lake, oh yeah, I've been to Saratoga. And I'm like, all right, cool. You know where I am then. Because a lot of people are like, you're in like the city, you're in like New York and nothing against the city, but it's a different, there's a different, you know, it's totally different place, you know, the city. And then you have upstate New York. So hundred percent different. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And we were just talking briefly a little bit too. I mean, the, you know, the school that I graduated and, and you know exactly where that is. And it's just funny. You grew up there. I grew up there. So it's funny, but uh, let's go ahead and um, maybe give people a little bit of a background as far as you know who Mike is and, and kind of this this company that you created, which is which is a pretty awesome company that I want to definitely dig into. So maybe give us just a little bit of a background on you and and kind of how you got into the space. Yeah, so I mean, I actually I had an accounting background before I moved into online selling, um, but I didn't didn't love it. Uh, I worked for the state of New York for a little bit, and then from there I. Took a year off, hung out in coffee shops, and thought, hey, you know, maybe I could, I could run a coffee shop. And I, I did actually. I did for about. Well, I still own it now, but uh, I ran it into the ground for probably the first four or five years, <laughs> and I wasn't very good at it. You know, brick and mortar businesses are tough. It's a lot of overhead, a lot of oh, expenses. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, if you're if you're not watching your expenses, you well, I guess that's another story. But yeah. from there, <laughs> after I. Uh, I wasn't doing so well. I decided to try my luck with online selling based on uh, a, a recommendation from one of my customers. Um, you know, he, he tried this coffee that I put together that was, you know, what I considered, you know, the strongest coffee in my shop at the time. And, you know, he loved it. And he's like, wow, you got to sell us online. So I, I, at that point, I needed that the extra money. And I started reading a lot of books, figuring out how to sell online and if I could even do it. It's mm. funny, at the time, I had this coffee, and I'm like, can I just make up my own product and sell it online? It was like, it was a weird concept. Yeah, me. yeah. Uh, but, you know, that's what I did. I, I came up with the concept. I came up with the, I had the product already. Uh, I didn't have any of the packaging or anything, but I, I just sat down and created a website one day. Uh, I, I think I used Weebly at the time. Weebly, yeah. Uh, it was. I mean, looking back on it, I, 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 my employees will go use the Wayback Machine. Oh yeah, and, and take a look at the, the website, and they just laugh at me because it was awful. But it converted. It converted well, actually. That's uh, funny. And it, so, I mean, at at this point, though, Mike. So, like, okay, you're you're totally going at this thing, like, you know, just I'm just gonna go ahead and create this coffee. Someone in my store, a couple people in my store, maybe many people. I don't know. They, they love this blend that you put together. And was it really a blend of some kind? Were you taking like a few different types of beans and putting them together? Like how did that whole thing come up or were you, were you making it for yourself? Are you just experimenting? I'm trying to figure out how you even came up with that idea. Oh yeah, my customers were, they kept asking me for, you know, my strongest cup of coffee. Every morning they'd come in and be like, hey Mike, give me a cup of your strongest stuff. I got a, I got a lot of work to do today. And I was like, all okay. right, all right. So I, I'd always pull them like uh, the espresso roast or I'd pull, I'd pull them the, 
let's see, we had uh, another coffee called Jackie Joe, which was a lighter blend, but it also had, you know, a decent amount of caffeine. Mm -hmm. So there was like, you know, a little bit of a conundrum there where like sometimes the lighter roast had more caffeine, but sometimes people were just looking for that strong flavor. Yeah. So I'm like, well, forget it. I'll just put together, you know, a coffee that tastes strong and has a lot of caffeine in it. Sure. Uh, and and they liked it. They loved it. Yeah, they loved it. And, and I tried it. I was actually at the time I was uh, living behind my mom's garage, and I was putting this together, and I finally got it right because I knew it because I, I took a taste of it, and like my jaw almost locked, locked up. It was so strong. Like, wow. wow. Like, and I was using this little like five dollar coffee maker to make this, and this sludge came out, and it tasted it tasted great. It really <laughs> did. It tasted great, and uh, and I was wired all day long. Nice. Okay. Okay. So you were kind of in the, you're in the laboratory, right? You're making this stuff, <laughs> yeah. you know, putting the, these different ingredients together. And then all of a sudden you're like, I think I'm into something. You try, you know, people tried it. They liked it. They keep giving me this coffee. And then you start thinking, I'm going to maybe sell this stuff online. Maybe that's, that's the way to do it. It's going to be scalable, more scalable than if you're in a brick and mortar, opening up a whole bunch of stores. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I thought that far ahead at the point. My goal was to, if I could earn an extra $5,000, I think a month or a year, I, I would be able to pay off some bills that were really starting to pile up at the coffee shop. Okay. So I had very okay. modest goals at the time. And I didn't even know if I'd be able to sell a bag. It was just kind of like put it out there and pray. Um, I, I actually ended up running some Facebook ads to get my first sale. This is back in 2011. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, and somebody bought a bag, and I was like, wow. I'm like, what am I going to do now? I'm like, I got to send this coffee out. And I had yeah. to go. I went to Staples and I bought like label making software to make the actual labels. And I had some blank coffee bags and, you know, I put it together, sent it out and, you know, I got a good review. It left me out a, a very positive review. So I nice. took that review. I put it right on the website as a testimonial. And, and not long later, I, I sold another bag. And, you know, it was a slow going at first, you know, it was like sure. one bag a week, two bags a week, three bags a week. And then finally I'm selling like a, a bag a day and I'm like, wow, this is really, it has some, I could see the growth, you know, it's small, yeah. small scale, but I could see the growth. I'm like, wow, this has potential and, and people are getting excited about it. And when I started social media accounts and I finally hired one of my baristas to come in, I'm like, just post on social media all day, interact with our customers, you know, make sure they're happy and send out, um, send out letters to bloggers and news reporters and uh, anyone you could find online who might possibly want to try the coffee and leave a, a review to their audience. So I was trying to sure. find those sure. gatekeepers at the time that had those big audiences. And, you know, it worked out. It worked out. And that was kind and of before influencer marketing. Really I was going to say, I mean, so, I mean, you having this idea, I think that's brilliant. I mean, so were you just like looking at any any type of platform out there that was just coffee drinkers? Like those types of people? Yeah, or were there other... I wasn't even looking for coffee. I was just kind of looking for... Um, Almost like the BuzzFeed type news articles where they found like new and clever uh, items, like uh, cool material. Oh, um, okay, okay. Like those type of blogs where there's like new you. products entering the market. Gotcha. Which are a little different. And yeah, that's that's where we kind of made our, uh, I guess, made our first big step is, is in that area. Okay. And then Good Morning America called us in 2013. And this is after we were around for a couple of years, but I mean, still at the time, we were only selling, I don't know, maybe 10 pounds a day. Okay. And they're like, oh, we heard about your coffee. You want to come up and, and 
do a, a report on you and, and interview you and check out your shop. So I was like, wow, I'm like, yeah, definitely come up. I'm like, when do you guys, when do you want to come? And they said, well, we'll be there in four hours. So wow. I was like, four hours. I'm like, so I closed my shop. I kicked everyone out and I cleaned the place. They ended up coming up and interviewing me all day. And they took coffee back with them. And the next morning they opened up Good Morning America, drinking Death Wish coffee and telling the world like it was a, it was a great product. Wow. So, and at the time we were selling on Amazon and eBay because we were, we were two years in, but like I said, we were very low volume sellers and it was like overnight our sales went from, you know, maybe 10, 10 bags a day to like all of a sudden thousands of pounds in one day. Oh my gosh. So, what were you thinking at this point? Like, I mean, were you uh, number one? Okay. You get that call from, uh, from uh, good morning America. I mean, that's gotta be like mind blowing too. Like, do you, it, was, it was scary. I almost said no. I'm like, I almost said like, no, I'm not prepared because, you know, even though, I mean, I recognize the opportunity, but it was like, I don't know, there's a little bit of fear there. Sure. I mean, you don't know what to expect, right? You're, you're thinking to yourself like, okay, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm managing like selling what we have and I could do more, but not like as much as maybe they can give me. You have no idea if you're going to be able to even handle those, those orders that are going right. to come through. Um, maybe, now, maybe we couldn't. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I, I want to hear about that, but let me go back though. So quickly, where did the name come from? I mean, so, did you just all of a sudden just come up with the name or were you kind of going back and forth or like, where did that come from? So I had the logo idea in my head. You know, I wanted it to look like a bag of poison, like yeah. up on up on a shelf in somebody's kitchen. And I could, I could picture my brain, like somebody walking through. I actually saw it happen the other day. We were at, uh, uh, just yesterday I was at a family reunion and, and there was a bag of my coffee up on the shelf in the kitchen. And, you know, this guy walks in who I think was a friend of the family. I didn't really know him. And he, and the Death Wish bag caught his eye. He went over, picked it up, looked at it, you know, turned it around. He read the warning label on the back. He, nice. he walks out to his friends. He's like, you know, check out this shit. And I'm like, <laughs> like, oh, my God, that's exactly what I was picturing four years ago you know, when I was trying to design this bag. Oh, wow. Just just something eye-catchy and a little different up on the shelf where people would be like, you know, show their friends and, and, and have a laugh and talk about it. Oh, that's awesome. I'm, yeah, so you got to see it firsthand. Like, you can hear about it, but you actually got to see it in yeah, real time. I actually saw it yesterday. It was pretty wild. That is pretty um, cool. That is cool. But, yeah, the name came from – so I had the, the, the idea in mind, but I didn't have a name for it yet, and I didn't know what to call it. But I, I was actually – this is going to sound silly, but I was – when I was making the website, I was actually drinking uh, Four Loco. Uh, okay. I don't know if you remember those Four Locos? They're like oh, those yeah. alcoholic yep. energy drinks. And I had a koozie on there, a cup koozie that my girlfriend had given me. It had a picture of a, a mean dog on it. And underneath it, it said Death Wish. And she had got that as a souvenir for me, a souvenir for me down in Florida or something. Okay. Uh, so I was just like, wow, that this name fits perfectly with, with this brand. And uh, that's how I got it. I wish it wow. was a better story. No, that's a great. That's great. I mean, I just love to see how it comes. You know, I mean, a lot of people they'll sit there and they'll rack their brains for for months. You know, thinking about well, like what's going to be the best name, but it kind of all kind of came together for you, um, right, right from the beginning of what you had envisioned. But then all of a sudden, the name just kind of called out to you. I think it's that's interesting to yeah. see how that happens. That's that's really I was, cool. I was inspired by. It. I was inspired yeah. by that name. And just yeah, no, it. it's cool and it's it's worked well for you. And I think it's definitely. Uh, it's definitely got that edge appeal. You know what I mean? Like you said, like the guy coming in going, hey, check this stuff out. You got to see this stuff. You know, yeah. this, stuff's, this stuff will kill you. You know, yeah. it's like, uh, <laughs> exactly. you know, I, I could just, I could see a guy saying that to his buddies 
Um, and that's exactly what you were going for. So that, that's cool. Now, Good Morning America, they, they, they do the whole spot. Um, you know, they, you, you get on the show. Is it instant that the orders start to flood in? Instant. It was instant. It was, it, it was like a, it happened as soon as it went off, went live. And then like as, you know, I think, it, I think the show goes off at two, different, two or three different time zones. Mm-hmm. So, or we had a few different like peaks. Um, and we were watching the sales roll in, and oh, it was just so exciting because at the time I was I was so broke and I had no money, and mm. I see I see my PayPal account just just tickering up, tickering up, tickering up. And I'm like, okay, now I can pay this bill, now I can pay this bill. Oh wow! And I can call these creditors and tell them like, you know, yeah, square away with them. Oh so wow, I'm, that's that's awesome. But as it's all happening, I'm like, there's no way I'm gonna be able to fulfill all this. I'm like, I should like the reason the rational part of me is like. I should shut this off, you know? Yeah. But uh, I wouldn't say the greedy side, but the side that was like, I can't shut it off. I don't want to kill a good thing. And I don't want to, I, I have, you know, this could be, this could be it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Then well, I, yeah. Well, yeah. And I, I think you're, you're thinking that I, I don't think really greedy. I, I think it's more of like, you don't want to lose that momentum right. that's coming in and then you being able to capitalize on it after the fact and kind of like, all right, let the orders flood in and I'll figure out how to fill them later. Yeah, exactly. Or, you know, and if I have to tell people they got to wait a few weeks, then I got to, you know, at least I'll just, I'll communicate with them and just keep them, you know, keep them on board with, with what's going on. Yeah. And that's what, yeah. that's what we, we did. That's what we tried to do. Um, we actually, we ended up fulfilling all the orders. Some took like upwards of 30 days. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, it was only, it was only me and, uh, my, my ex barista Megan working at the time. So we were pulling customers out of my coffee shop to, to come work for me to fulfill these orders. Wow. Yeah. And, and, and where were you, where were you manufacturing like all of the, the, the bagging and all that stuff? Uh, I mean, we were working with third party roasters in okay. the area locally okay. um, to help us fulfill these orders. And I mean, the bags we were getting, we were just, we were just, getting them online from like a bag company and okay. printing the labels. And uh, it was, okay. it was wow. thinking back on it. I mean, it was, it was, it was so funny because we were doing everything basically wrong in a slow way. Uh, but yeah. we learned a lot. We learned a ton during that time. And I bet you did. Afterwards we were able to, afterwards we were able to, well, actually right after it's all over, you know, we got kicked off Amazon, we got kicked off eBay and you know, everyone I brought down at the time, you know, from my coffee shop who was working for me now, I'm like, all right, guys, like, what are we going to do here? We can keep this thing going. Um, but if we're, if we're good, if we're going to do that, we need to make a lot of changes. So mm-hmm. everyone wanted to keep it going. So I'm like, all right, let's do this. So we, we started, you know, we sat down with a piece of paper, figured out how we're going to make this thing scalable for the future. And we started working with 3PL. We started working with, uh, we started making relationships with more coffee roasters. We ended up buying an actual warehouse that well, renting a warehouse where we could like actually work out of. Cause at that point we were still in the basement of my coffee shop. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. That is crazy. That is crazy. So, all right. So that, that plan that you laid out, let's talk about that. I think people would be interested in, into hearing like, okay, you're at this point now you're, you're like, this is great, but we just got kicked off Amazon. We got kicked off eBay. What, well, why did you get kicked off of those by the way? Curious. Um, just because we weren't fulfilling fast enough. Ah, okay. Yeah, and okay. people are people are yep. people get okay. mad when they don't get their coffee yesterday. Oh yeah, oh yeah. No, no, that that makes that makes sense. I mean, I, mean, I don't right? blame them. I would I would have complained too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's say that's it's part of the game. But so then, I mean, you got to get reinstated. That shouldn't have been that big of a deal, I'm sure. But 
No, it wasn't. Uh, we just had to, you know, write him a letter, tell him exactly what our plan was going forward, and we had a pretty solid plan. Yeah. So the the plan that you pencil in, right, or that you guys kind of mapped out here, like, what did that look like? I mean, you don't have to give us the, you know, nitty nitty gritty, but like, like, I mean, yeah, it's gonna over- probably bore most people, but because, but at the time, we were so new to selling in the online space, we didn't have basic, basic systems set up. So, for example. When we were printing out our like our whole order, our shipping, we didn't like bulk, bulk print, like print in bulk uh, mm-hmm. our, our shipping labels. So we'd print out our PayPal order, we'd print out a page, and then we'd we'd go through the PayPal one at a time, and we we print print out like shipping, uh, shipping okay. postage. Okay. And that was it was so slow. So yeah, I think we started working with ShipStation, and we learned about uh, you know how we could use. Uh, Indicia with ShipStation to, to do bulk printing, which you know was pretty easy uh, once we figured it out. Um, so really, figuring out the more of the logistics and, oh, yeah. and, and processes and, and all of that stuff is really like you're like, all right, if we're going to do this, we got to be able to to work smarter, right? And, and make this stuff happen. Labels on bags. We, yeah, we just went. We had like actual printed Deathwish bags printed so we don't have to sit there and sticker every bag right and getting the correct size boxes and no that's great i mean like silly things that you you know but yeah but important stuff yeah it's it's important stuff but i think you know people think that you got to have this this master plan of like you know like what was the big thing and your yours was just like okay we've proven the concept right we did it really like in a down and dirty way you're like nothing fancy and mm-hmm. then we figured out, okay, if we're going to scale this thing, we're going to have to, number one, we're going to have to figure out how to make it flow easier. Um, and then I'm sure the marketing side of things is going to be like, all right, how do we get more awareness? Because how long right. how long did the Good Morning America thing kind of last? You know, like, was for a it, while. Was I, mean, it a while? I mean, for at least, it lasted for about, because right after that, it didn't, it didn't stop. I mean, I was still doing, I was doing an interview, it seemed like every hour for the next two days, whether it was wow. on like NPR or on uh, other blogs, news channels. It, you know, it lasted for a while, where we okay. had like a pretty big wave going, and it was it was wild thinking back. But yeah, it's yeah, crazy. I think that was you know at the same at the same time I was thinking you know do I stop doing these? Like I'm just kind of burying myself deeper and deeper and deeper. Mm. But no, I didn't. I just kept going. You know, I figured, you know, you live once. <laughs> yeah, right. You might as well go all in, right? This might be my five minutes. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, honestly, though, like you going on there and sharing that, I'm sure, like you said, it kind of, that's going to spike orders. Like I'm sure people listening to this podcast are going to now that might not have heard of Deathwish Coffee are going to look it up and probably buy some. You know what I mean? It's just yeah, like, so. it's going to happen. You know what I mean? Like, and, uh, and I think that's just... It's kind of like the ripple effect, right? It's kind of like, you know, one thing kind of kind of got it going, but mm-hmm. then all of these little things that you do, and then you share your story, and then people... I think the story is the big thing. And I always tell people, I mean, you know, we talk about, you know, just, just e-commerce in general, but when you can wrap a story in it, how, how much of your story do you wrap into your brand right now for like people that come to you, like, you know, or, or come to your site for the first time? Um, and I kind of know this a little bit. But I want you to kind of explain it because I've already looked at your website and stuff. But yeah, like, I mean, it's not like front and center, but I mean, we do have like you know, meet the team side. I think we used to be a little bit better at selling the story mm. uh, on, on, on previous versions of our website. Now I think it's less, it's less. Uh, I mean, um, pr- prevalent, but I mean, mm. it's def- definitely there in our blog and, and in our in our about us page, and it's in there about. Um, 
we said we have a podcast now that we, that we yeah run. i heard about that i want to i want to hear about that too i think it was uh, jeff that was telling me that jeff Cohn, who actually introduced us uh to each other but I want to hear about that after too, before we before we do jump off. I just want to dig into that a little bit because sure. it's. I mean, some people would say like, "How do you make a podcast about coffee drinking?" Right? <laughs> it, it, right. It, you know, you would say, and I, I love the story because Jeff kind of shared a little bit. But I want to hear your your story on it. Um, that's that's very interesting to do that. But um, but I mean, you know, so like you have a story. Your story is amazing, and I think people would would uh, really resonate with that. Even just the people that come to your brand because you know you're a guy that just kind of. You know, it was working out of your basement in a sense, right? And then you yeah. built this company and, and you did it because you wanted, uh, you know, your, your customers were asking for it and then you, you kind of gave them what they wanted and then it just kind of, it kind of blossomed into this, into this really cool story. But also, I've also noticed that I think with, uh, with Death Wish Coffee, it's more like, it's almost like your own culture now. Like, do you almost have your own, your own brand of people that are loyal, like coffee drinkers that are, you know, like... Oh, yeah, they can 100%. wear, they, you know, they can wear the t-shirts and the hats and, and, you know, they're part of your, of your tribe, right? Yeah. It's, it's, this brand really fits into a lot of people's identity. And I, I didn't really know this, uh, going in. It wasn't my plan. It was just, I thought it was cool. It, like made sense to me. And I just kind of, well, I almost built a brand for myself, like something that I could really resonate with and get behind, um, just to keep it, keep myself having fun and be motivated. But, you know, as I, I quickly learned, like, a lot of people were going crazy over. They loved like I don't know that like skull and strong skull and crossbones as yep. a, as a logo and um, kind of what it stood for. It's like not wimpy coffee. It's not your third wave coffee. It's yep. the working man's coffee. It's the you know yeah. I gotta get a ton of stuff done today coffee. Uh, and yeah, all of a sudden you know we start building this loyal following, and I'm hiring people that resonated with the brand as well. So they're like great brand ambassadors mm. for for the company and, and, and i mean all of a sudden you know we have like a facebook group of that, that we don't run that just that of just that our customers and, and our yeah. fans they they've they've created themselves and they have this whole community where i don't know they come down once a day one of somebody comes in from you know the, the fan page or the community page and you know we'll spend like some time with them and these guys have like got Death Wish tattoos, and it's that's crazy. They got Death Wish, you know, shirts. They're they're making their own merchandise. They're yeah. buying our merchandise. They they collect all our mugs. They have they, some some of these guys have a much large mar- larger mug, mug collection than I do, um, just because they bought everything. And it's and I, I mean it's the testament I think to a lot to my team. My team really they they go above and beyond for for everyone they just want to like make sure everyone has the best experience when they hit our site and mm. and are just you know we try to be very personalized like one-on-one with all our customers like if somebody calls up we you know it doesn't go across the ocean you know to a, a customer service rep you know it's right, uh, right. it's either christine or taya or sierra or Kay, like right 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 across from my desk you know what i mean mm. like all, i hear all the customers uh, calls that come in which is i don't know and i think that's really important like and i go on social media all the time and i i talk with everyone and see what they like see what they don't like answer the questions and i think it's just that one-on-one like interaction that really helps build that culture mm. and just listening to our customers and what they say and being open and there for them I, well, I was gonna. I was gonna say. I. I bet you. You guys learn a ton just from listening to your customers, whether it's a, a support call or uh, something that they they may want, or just their languaging. I think that there's so much value in that. And you sitting right across, 
you know, from, from your customer reps and stuff and to hear that, and then maybe them to actually tell you exactly what was just said. I mm-hmm. think that's so powerful. You, know, yeah. you have the pulse of your audience, of your, of your following, like right there. Right. Oh, so, it's fantastic. It's, it's crazy. You know, we have like a, our own, our own, like, uh, study group behind you know I me. And it's like, yeah. if we want to test something out, we can test sure. it out to, uh, to whoever is calling or whoever, uh, we can reach out to in the fan page. Plus, I mean, it's like, uh, it's like another layer of our quality control. You know, if we mm. send something out that's subpar, I hear about it the day it hits the customer's, um, you know, mailbox. Mm. No, now let me ask you this: How has it been for? Because you started with the one product, right? You started with the one flavor, right? Um, what What was next, like in the pipeline? Like, did you guys have like, okay, now we're gonna do? something else we're gonna what else could we could we offer like where did that start to kind of come and and well the other thing is too and now that i'm thinking about it too you have a you have a recurring model here right so you must have you know some type of like subscription or you got some type of like where people can just keep getting it to their mailbox i mean that's a beautiful thing yeah yeah that's been working out great for us um with the subscription platform yeah Yeah. yeah, it's been fantastic. But yeah, we just had uh, the one brand. And actually, my whole vision was just to have one brand. Sure. One brand and one coffee. Keep it yep. simple. But you know, one day, I think it was in late 2014, uh, this guy Blasco uh, gave me a call. And he's like, yeah, yeah I'm you know, the manager for Zach Wilde. And he oh, wow. uh, he has this uh, brand called Bahala Java. And you know, right now, it's just the concept. But we want to find a coffee company to make it for him. He's like, are you interested? And at the time, I'm like, well, who, you know, who is this guy, Zach Wilde? So I'm yeah. like a huge music guy. I know, but, yeah, yeah. But a few, few, a lot of guys on my team are like, oh, like, oh, yeah. Uh, so I went, I looked him up, and he had like a huge following, millions of followers. And I'm like, wow, this is, you know, we're too small to pass up an opportunity this big. Yeah. So we're like, all right, yeah, let's see what we can put together. So we put together a blend for him, um, and we sell that on our site. And you know, he gets a royalty, but he pushes it hard as well. Um, but yeah, that was a, you know, it was kind of like an experiment at the time. It was like, all right, we're going to send out, you know, he has, you know, we know if we send out an email, we know like what a return is, right? Sure, sure. Um, we're like, he's got millions of followers. Once he sent this out, like this should like, this should blow up. We should yeah. be like set for life. And it was, man, we learned a lesson that day. So we had all this coffee ready to go, and he, you know, and we finally announced the release, and you know, he announces it on his uh, social media and, and with, his, with his mailing list, and we hardly saw like a blip in sales. And we're really? Like, all right, like that's strange. We're like, why did that happen? And um, I don't know. I guess we kind of learned that day that you know, coffee drinkers or, or, or rock stars or, or people that follow a rock star are not necessarily going to buy coffee online, mm. um, but. You know, because we're, you know, stubborn and persistent, you know, we stuck with them and, and it, was, it was more of a long term play. And now okay. now the sales are like dynamite. You know, we have a great relationship together. Uh, Valhalla Java is like I think it's like the fourth, third or fourth like best selling coffee in Amazon. You know, so I mean, it's it's a, it's a dynamite brand and it, you know, it tastes good. It's a lot of people's like favorite. A lot of people prefer it over Death Wish coffee. It's a mm-hmm. little it's a little it's a little more on the flavorful side and less more on the like uh uh, a strong side, mm-hmm. so it has more flavor to it, but it's still very caffeinated. Um, but so, what do you think turned that around for him or for that? Did you guys have a different marketing strategy, messaging? Like, what? I'm just curious. 
I think it was just persistent. It, it took oh, okay. it took a while for his fan base to really like to catch on, and now okay. like some of his fans are our more, most loyal customers. Okay, um, and yeah, it just took. It wasn't you know it wasn't like a things don't happen overnight. I guess what I'm trying to say mm. is you know people have to gain trust in and in, in, in switching switching coffee brands is like. Sure. I don't know, like switching beer brands for some people or, or, or switching cigarette brands for some people. It's one of those, yeah. you know, it takes time. Yeah. Uh, they're not going to yeah. do it overnight. They'll try it out. But. Yeah. And for anyone that's listening, that's like, who the heck is this Zach Wild guy? Um, he was actually a guitarist for uh, Ozzy Osbourne. I believe he still is. Yeah. Um, I've, I've followed him. Tour together with- yeah. I've followed him for, for years. Um, and it's funny. Um, I could see, I could totally see this coffee, your coffee brand being aligned with him for sure. Hundred um, percent, and it's funny. I, I would have thought the same thing. I would have been like, "Man, if you just make the announcement to his list, they'll probably buy it right up." But like you said, they just weren't conditioned for that. Now, if that was a beer, they might have, right? It might have been that might have been differently because he's definitely like the beer guy, right? Like he's, you know, he's a hardcore guy, you know. Yeah. Um, but I think, like you said, it persistence and um, and uh, and and you know, being able to just keep pushing to his audience and then finally finally getting some some traction, but. Yeah, I, that that's that's pretty cool, man. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah, so it's not, it wasn't totally a, a numbers from... game, and, and I learned another, you know, a lot of things online. You always think they're a numbers game, but yep, there's a little more that goes into it sometimes. Sure, sure, yeah, absolutely. But that that's cool. So you've been you've been uh, handling that now since you said 2014. Yeah, so a little over three 2014, years. 2014. It's uh, been a lucrative contract for both of us. And nice. Like I said, he's come out to the warehouse. Uh, we got to see him play. Uh, a show and you know, he gave us one of his guitars so oh, we got, nice. you know it's a cool partnership we have and yeah that's and, really cool awesome and he pushes the brand well which is you know most important to me. well that's key right <laughs> he's he's looking at it for the long haul as well right you know what i mean like they're they're not just gonna be like oh we'll do it this one time it's like they're they're giving you constant push mm-hmm. which i think is huge and that's you know that's that's marketing and, and that that's usually you know a huge amount of money to have someone endorse your product like that over and over and over again Oh yeah, so that's cool. 100%. Um, so that was like your that next product. What what kind of came next? What was in in the next you know in part of your pipeline? Yeah, so after that, we we're just focusing on growth and and continually driving more value for our customers and basically figuring out what works like online with online sales. And mm-hmm. you know, we we weren't really focused on brick and mortar stores at all. So it was all just to like direct to consumer. Mm-hmm. And then in 2015, we. Uh, we uh, actually I was on Facebook in a, a advertisement for Intuit Small Business Big Game competition came across my uh, news feed and I'm like, oh, this is cool. It was a competition for small businesses and basically the winner would win a Super Bowl commercial. Okay. So at the time I was like, yeah, let's apply for this. I think you know I think we can have a shot here. Like we have a pretty decent online following. Um, so I had my team. We, we sat together. We filled out the application and joined their social network and. We kind of waited, and, and we had to actually drive people to our voting link initially. Okay. Um, and at, at the time, I like kept telling everyone, "I'm like, oh, we're gonna win this, we're gonna win this." But I was like, kind of like, full. Shit. I was just kind of like putting putting forth like the positive vibe. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, of course. Uh, but yeah, all of a sudden, one day they call out of the blue, and they're like, "Hey, you guys made it to the top 10. And I'm like, "Wow, really?" I'm like, uh, "So they, you know, like they made it to the top 10. I had to fly out. I think to fly out to." I don't remember if I flew out to San Jose at this point or not. Okay. Maybe they flew out to us. Yeah, that's what happened. Um, the Intuit representatives and Bill Rancic, they like flew out to us and were like, oh, we're interviewing all the top 10 businesses. And, 
basically you guys just need to keep driving votes to your voting link and trying to get America to, to vote for you to represent small businesses in the Super Bowl. So okay. at this time, my team and I were psyched. Like we're, we're doing everything we can think of to, to drive votes and to, I don't know, basically selling our souls to get these people to go to, go to our voting link and vote. Like we're doing everything we can think of. We're asking my friends, our family. My mom's wow. calling people in her yearbook. We're, oh, that is uh, funny. I have a coffee shop. We're having everyone in the coffee shop vote. We're, I'm running Facebook ads to drive people there. Uh, basically, every anything and everything. Anything it, you could do, you you were making it happen. You knew that, that was going to be a big deal. Yeah, I knew it was going to be a big deal if, if, it, if we could win. Yeah. But the companies in there were big companies, too. Like, I mean, they were small businesses, but Chubby Shorts was one of the companies, great okay. guys. But they had a, a large following. They had over, like, over a million people following them at the wow. time. And they had brand ambassadors on every college campus. So I was like, wow, these guys, these guys are going to roll through this with ease. Mm. But we, we stayed consistent, and um, we were trying to like post as much viral stuff as we can. We were going back through our like social history and finding the most like viral posts we had, and we were recycling them and throwing our voting link in there. It actually worked pretty well. Uh, we were trying to get influencers out there mm-hmm. to, to push our voting link. Sure. Uh, we had, yeah, like uh, Lisa Kelly from Maestro Truckers. She's a oh, friend wow. of ours. Yeah, okay. she she really went above and beyond to help us win. And Todd Dewey um, from that same show. And Zach Wild helped out a ton, and yeah, we had we had a lot of help from our like uh, former influencers. Oh, nice! And you know, we finally they announced that we were in the top three, so we're like, oh my god, that's uh, killing you, right? Yeah, it's killing me. And then finally, they they came down one day and went to my they came to my warehouse and actually they came to my house first while I was sleeping. They woke oh, me wow. up and they're like, hey, uh, you know, we're not going to tell you if you won. We're just doing this recording thing. And I was like, okay. And then we went back up to my warehouse and. Uh, when we got there, they announced that we won, and I was like, "Wow!" I'm like, I couldn't believe it. I was like crying because we were working so hard at like this one. It's, it's funny; we almost like forgot about sales, even though sales were, were, were going great at the time, just because we were totally focused on just driving as much traffic as possible. Uh, wow! So, so at that point, though, they they tell you you win and all that stuff. So now, what's the next step? Like, you got to you got to film the the, the the commercial and all that stuff. Yeah, too. with the film commercial, they gave me three options for. Uh, potential commercial and I got to pick the one I liked and it was this Viking ship on the sea and it was just didn't even make sense with coffee but it, to me it just looked like a blockbuster movie type mm. of thing so I'm like yeah like, let's go with this and you know we went out and they took me out and we filmed it and at the same time we're you know we have two months to plan my business to make it uh, basically make it able to succeed with 100 million people seeing it mm. all, all at the same time yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we had to call our 3PL, make sure they were set and had enough people. We had to, we're on the Shopify network now. We had to call Shopify, let them know what was going on. I'll call Amazon, let Amazon know what was going on. And I had to ramp up production, wow. hire, hire some other roasters to help me out. And and at the whole time, like, basically just plan all this, basically, yeah. out of yeah, the blue, because there was no... There's no case studies out there that are like, no. Hey, this is how, this is what happens with a small yeah. business. Here's the wins. playbook, right? Yeah. Right. There's no playbook. So yeah. I'm using like stats for back when we won, uh, or when when we had the Good Morning America mm-hmm. uh, ad. I'm using like their traffic stats and their, the conversion rate we had then to forecast what demand I thought we were going to have during the Super Bowl, and uh, it sounded like a good idea. 
they don't correlate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So then, okay, so now you guys got to be like on the edge of your seat. It's going to air. You guys are getting ready to air. I remember when it aired, I watched it because it was all big news too for us because I was local, um, you know, obviously yeah. where you're from and everything. And they were really telling everyone on the news and stuff that I, that, you know, it was going to be happening and it was, you know, we had a local winner and all that stuff. So we were all rooting. Um, but what was it like, like getting ready and then all of a sudden your spots there in front of those people for that, that blip of a, of a commercial, right? I mean, it, yeah, it was, you know, it was, it's kind of like a dream, uh, into it. They were nice enough, nice enough to have us out to San Francisco. They put us in like, they threw us this great party at the penthouse and this this very tall building. I think around like the 30th floor of this penthouse wow. building, like overlooking the Bay of San Francisco. We had ice sculptures. It's just the, the, the craziest stuff you could ever think of. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think there's like 25 TVs all around this pen, this penthouse suite. And my team was there with me and my family. And we had like a war room set up with all our computers. Uh, everyone, like all the top execs from Intuit were there with us. And Oh, wow. Uh, you know, we're drinking, eating, and we're watching, just waiting for the third quarter. You know, so the third yeah, quarter yeah. comes around, and we they know when the commercial spot's going to come, and they gather us all around. And it really seemed like it was thirty seconds. It seemed like a second or two seconds to me because it went know, so right? quick. Right. And I'm not one of those guys that loves me to be the center of attention, but I was definitely the center of attention that day. Wow. And you know, the, the commercial goes live. I'm watching my phone. I'm watching the traffic numbers spike. They went from like they just kept jumping every second by ten thousand until it got to like a hundred and fifty thousand people on the site at once. Oh my gosh! Uh, and I'm like, I'm like, don't crash! I'm like, please. I was don't gonna crash. say, oh my gosh, <laughs> that is insane. And yeah, I mean that. Yeah, it just kept going. That was you know a great sales day, like our best sales hour ever, actually. Obviously, mm. and everything went smooth. It was it almost wow. went. And I don't know if it's luck or I don't know if it's preparation or a little bit of both, but everything went smooth. And all of our orders, like our, our 3PL was ready. They were able to ship everything out within like two to three days. Um, like mass amounts of coffee. They had everything prepped and ready to go. Wow. And people are like, well, you know, what was the craziest, most disappointing part or worst part? And I mean, for us, there really wasn't one. There really wasn't. I mean, I had one vendor who kind of underperformed. But other than that, everyone went above and beyond. And knocked out of the park and there's no hiccups or, or nothing. It was just smooth sound. We got up, we got, we grew our customer base by like 30% and wow. you know, we never fell off. And yeah, we just continued. We were able to continue like to grow throughout the year. And, and even into this year, you know, we had our best first quarter this year that we ever had even better than last year, even though we had the Super Bowl commercial. So it's, it was, it was pretty, I have a good team and we were able to, you know, execute when we had to. Yeah, well, I, you know, I I think the I think the big thing here for people to understand and, and just listening to your story is like, you know, you you were prepared, but then everything went as, as planned, and that's great. Not that doesn't always happen, but right. then you had that momentum, and I think that the momentum and you have customers. To me, like when you get a customer, and you can hold on to that customer, they're a long term customer. So like, and they're going to tell people, and then you know that that that's just how that can spread for your business as as far as how I see it. So I think that's why that growth is so yeah, much. We don't do everything a, right. I wish we did everything right. Some yeah. people out there are like, ah, oh, this guy's probably got it all figured out. I 100% I do not have it figured out. There's every time I look at my website or, or my email or my auto replies or my uh, my social media marketing, there is 
vast amounts of room for improvement. Like yeah. vast. And we do everything, I think, okay. And we're always trying to improve. I think that's, I think we're, 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 we're we do well. So we're always improving a little bit. Yeah. Well, that's key, right? I mean, it's like you, you, and I think it's key also that you're, you're in the mindset that you don't have it all figured out and it's not all perfect and you're going to make mistakes and that's okay, but it's all about, you know, you're putting the customer first and you're, you're trying to make a better experience for them. And then you're trying to do the best that you can for them when they do receive your coffee. Because I mean, let's face it, if they get your coffee and it wasn't a good experience, they're not going to buy more. Exactly. Right. So exactly. you, you, you want to over deliver. The whole team cares a lot. I think maybe that's the key. Everyone here, like they care so much they care about everything they do and it's like if they ever underperform it's, it's devastating mm, yeah <laughs> so. and and so let me ask you so how many's on the team right now like how many how many do you have on your team right now that's helping you through this you know this this business growth yeah we've been hiring like crazy there's 23 of us i'm sorry 22 of us now okay and let's see a year ago there was I believe there was only 11 of us in a year in a year oh, wow. that, where so there was only six of us so we've been kind of doubling in staff size mm, okay the last two years oh wow that's awesome yeah no that's and i think that's it's about right i mean you know what i mean like and i think i mean you're probably not hiring just to hire you're hiring that you know to to make the company better and to make it flow better and all that stuff right Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, a lot of the hiring we've been doing is on the production side right now. Mm-hmm. Um, we're still trying to bring bring in uh, the rest of that production that we outsourced out uh, during the Super Bowl commercial. Mm-hmm. We uh, a lot of you know we do outsource a lot, you know, to just experts around the around the around the states. Um, we work with a lot of third party companies, so. Mm-hmm. So people are like, oh, you only have 22 people on your team? And I'm like, well, actually, like, if you really think about it, you know, I work with this guy to help me with my Google ads. I work with this yeah. person to help me with my thing. You know, I mean, there's probably there's yeah. probably hundreds and hundreds. Yeah. You know, my 3PL right. has 60 people there, like, sending out a product every day. So right. like, we, we have a pretty big footprint, but at the same time, working directly as employees, there's only 22 of us. Yeah. Okay. So before we wrap up here, I got two other quick questions. One of them is, how much in the business are you working? You know what I mean? Like, cause, you know, <laughs> too <you're>, much. <laughs> well, I, I was going to say, because some people be like, oh, he's got it made now. Now he's just sitting back and he's, you know, sipping a Mai Tai on the beach. You know what I mean? Like, not that I think that, you know, I think that would get boring after, after a week or so. But I'm just saying, like, like, like you just said, you're probably doing too much. Are, are you the kind of guy that always wants to have his hands in it? I, I let things go. To, to an extent, but at the same time, I'm very meticulous, and I like digging down into like the nitty gritty of sure. of everything. Like I'll mm-hmm. go and I'll spot check our our, sh- our shipping costs, you know, when, when I have time, just to make mm-hmm. sure my 3PL is sending the products in the most efficient manner. Mm-hmm. Or I'll go through my mailing list and make sure that you know the, the subscribers we're getting are the subscribers that are the most valuable, and that we're just not getting. Uh, you know, sometimes people subscribe just to like, I don't know, win a free coffee hat or something. You know what I mean? Sure, sure. And uh, if they're not valuable, I don't want to keep them on the list. So I'll sure. spot check those. So, so yeah, I get like, I, I get nitty gritty in on some things and I'm very hands on when it comes to the finances because I was broke, very, very, very broke before. And, and uh, every dollar that goes out the door, I, I feel the need to look at and to make sure it's a justifiable spend and mm. unfortunately that takes up a lot of my time and it, it shouldn't but it, it does no i um, get just because i'm very i don't know i have that it's, in, it's ingrained in me for some reason i, I want to make sure that we're 
you know, spending the right amount of money on things and not 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 have wasteful spending. I think I read that somewhere sense. that a lot of businesses though they go under because they don't really recognize how much money is going out the door. And, mm. and when I, I don't want that to be, I don't want that to happen with this business. So I question every dollar. Um, no, I. I get it, man. I get it. All right. So, so yeah, I'm in it too much. I, I do I do a lot of I do a lot of stuff. I'm always like pulling reports and digging around and making everyone angry because I'm questioning everyone's decisions. Well, you know, but yeah, but it's your baby, right? I mean, it's it's, it's, a, it's it that is. thing that you you kind of got going, and you you don't want to see it go down the tubes, and and you want to also uh, make sure that everything is is going to be there for the future. So I, I get it, man. I get it. Um. All right. Last thing I want to talk about the podcast. So where yes. did this whole idea come from? And then, and then from there, like, what is a podcast on coffee? Like, help me understand that, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So it's called Fueled by Deathcast. Uh, I think we're I love on it. 25th, 25th episode. I think we're already in the top 10. I think we're nice. better than that now. Top 10, top 8% of all podcasts um, in, in terms of listeners. And it came about one day because actually we were we sponsored a podcast a while back and it was going well and it was through uh these friends we made at comic-con and the podcast uh, the podcast that they were running was was i think it went under or they had some a disagreement so i ended up hiring one of the guys that ran their podcast to come okay. full-time and they put together and i'm like yeah let's get, let's get this podcast going i want to be able to do you know, deliver more value to my customers. We have a loyal, we have a loyal following, and you know, I don't want them to have to wait uh, till Thursday to get their email to like be able to, you know, get the coffee news, get to hear what we're doing, and mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. I don't know, provide some type of value to them because I, sure. I think when it comes down to it, it's all about content and value. Sure. But one of the things I said, I'm like, I don't want this to be about coffee. Like, there's no reason it should be 100% about coffee. It should be yeah. about what our customers care about. Um, so go on, find our customers out there, you know, build a couple personas out. What do they like? What do they listen to? What do they, you know, what, what are their interests? And let's make it geared towards that. Mm. So it's, yeah, it's, we don't call, talk about coffee a lot, but we do get to interview some, some great people. We interviewed, I her name's not coming to me off the top of my head, but she was the first, uh, I'm sorry, not the first, the uh, last female astronaut oh wow um, to interview her we got to interview uh, lots of rock stars um a lot of uh artists and uh, some comic book writers and artists and oh wow so i mean so so it's basically just you know you guys jumping on and having some conversations with some interesting people that your audience would be interested in yeah that's part of it and then we also we do have a coffee news section and we do have a uh, science segment. We have little segments here and there. Science okay. segment. Uh, uh, trying to think of the other ones. Uh, one and, like our joke of the day, or yeah, it's, okay, it's pretty and, cool. And about how how many times does this come out a week, and how long is it? It's about an hour, and it comes out once a week right now. Once a week, okay. Yeah, I think we're going to be moving it to. We're going to actually we're building a studio out right now, and it's going to be live on Facebook starting within the next two months. So we'll actually okay. have a, like a. Two components to it will be the live version and the, re- the the recorded version. Cool. Yeah. So you're going to basically record a Facebook Live as a podcast, but then you're gonna you're gonna publish it as the podcast and do it as a live on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool, man. Yeah. You can get uh, basically two footprints. 
you know, with uh, with just one one pass in a right? sense. Yeah, I, I we actually do that with our podcast. Uh, not all the time, but I'll do it on like we do something called TAS Power Hour. And it's where we talk about e-commerce stuff and everything on Fridays at two o'clock. And then if those turn into be something I feel that my audience is going to be interested in, then I'll go. And it's not a bunch of us just rambling. Then uh, I'll turn right. that into a podcast episode. And they I mean, people love them. I mean, it's again, it's like a roundtable, more discussion type thing. And um, it seems to work really well. So yeah, I know I, I get it, man, but that's, that's really cool. And I think anyone that's, that's listening and there, there's, you know, thinking to themselves like, well, I, you know, I sell a garlic press. So how am I going to like, you know, create a, a, you know, a podcast about that? It could be about, like you said, your audience, maybe it's women that are cooking that are also interested in stuff like good morning America stuff, right? Like all those different topics. You could have a podcast about that. It just happens that you guys do a yes, lot of cooking. hundred percent. Correct. Yeah. So I love that because a lot of people think it's got to be about the thing and yours isn't really about the thing. Yes, you'll splash a little bit of that in there. And obviously you guys can push a promotion if you want to or right. any of that stuff because you'll have the, the listenership. But um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's uh, it's it's part of the brand. And in this case, you've you've done it. And uh, how, how many episodes are you are you at right right now? Um, I should know this. I think like between 25 and 30. OK, nice. Yeah. yeah. So you guys you guys been out there publishing a little bit. That's great. That's awesome. Yeah. I think we yeah. just started at the end of December. So Yeah, that's good. That's yeah. really good. Yeah, awesome. So I'm going to have to tune into that show. Uh, <laughs> yeah, check it out. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have a new listener right here uh, or anyone else out there. So if anybody wants to listen to that, what's it What's it called again? Fueled by Death Wish? Uh, Fueled by Deathcast, actually. Oh, Deathcast. Fueled by Deathcast, yes. Okay, cool. It's on all the major podcast uh, syndication yeah, and I'll, I'll, I'll link it up in, in our show notes and stuff. So if anyone wants to check it out, I'll have a link that can go on over and, and check it out. And, uh, yeah, leave you guys a, a review and, uh, and some feedback over there on iTunes if you're listening to it on over there. But, yeah, that's awesome. So, all right, Mike, I think that's going to wrap it up, man. I mean, this was awesome. I just, again, I mean, I knew your story but not all of the nitty-gritty. And uh, it was really cool to kind of hear the behind the scenes and also, like, even, like, leading up to those those major like, you know, those announcements, like on Good Morning America, and then, you know, the, the, the commercial, and it's like and what the after effects were. And, and I also like it that, you know, yeah, those morning shows are powerful. If you got, if anyone, I mean, the listeners can get on a morning show, they have the bang for the buck with those are far none, like better than anything else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, but for you, it was kind of like they reached out to you because there must have been some buzz going on around social media or, Oh, yeah, a, a, yeah. you know, a blogger or whatever, right? So you never know who's going to take the content that you published and actually consume it and then turn it into something. I have, it's funny, I, my, my CPA, I had him come on and do a, a couple of spots for e-commerce sellers. And then a news station uh, contacted him and wanted to put him on the news and do a whole spot on, on you know, CPA stuff. That's awesome. You know, it just, yeah, it just, it's just the way it happens, right? So you can't think that everything is going to, to be that, but you have to just, if you put the content out there, people can actually consume it. And then you never know who's going to, who's going to actually get, uh, you know, or, you know, maybe get into the hands where they're going to, they're going to turn you onto a major network like you did. Right. Yeah. You don't need PR companies anymore. You just need to put out great content. Yeah. And people, I mean, if it's that good, it'll get discovered. Yeah, absolutely. So. Um, what's the link for people to uh, to go on over to Deathwish? Give them that. Yeah, it's uh, deathwishcoffee.com. Check that out. If anyone wants to uh, get in touch with you or the podcast, we can link that up in the show notes. Um, do you have any, um, any, any way for people to get a hold of you personally? Yeah, if you want to email me, you can email uh, Mike Bram at deathwishcoffee.com. Cool. 
Yeah, and I'll, I'll link all this stuff up on the show notes as well. Uh, Mike, I want to thank you for taking time out of your day. I know you're a busy guy, um, and I wish I would have known earlier uh, before I moved. We could have actually had that cup of coffee together. Maybe when <laughs> yeah, I come I like back. That. Yeah, maybe when I come back and visit, uh, we can definitely do that. I'll I'll definitely uh, I'll, I'll let you know when I'm heading to town. But um, but yeah, man, I just want to thank you again. Is there any any little bits? Little tidbits that you'd like to give anyone that's maybe just starting in this whole e-commerce space or just even starting to get a brand up off the ground. What would be like something you would have told yourself going all the way back those years? Oh, man. I probably just, uh, this might sound like corny to hear it every, that's every okay. all the time. But like, you know, stay with it. There's so, there's so much opportunity out there right now. And it's funny, even as more and more sellers enter the market, you think the market share would be getting smaller and smaller, but it's really not. The market share is getting larger, and there's just more opportunities, and there's easy, easy ways to. You don't have to be a web designer anymore to get a website out. Right. You don't have to understand SEO. You don't have to understand marketing. You don't. You know. You don't need. You don't need any of that right now. Like there's so many blogs and resources out there that can do it for you, where you can just piece together three or four great companies, and you could have. You don't even need a product. Right. You know, there, there's these sites out there where. You could basically have them create a product, drop ship it for you, and you're done. Like, yeah. There's there's no reason everyone shouldn't have an e-commerce company, in my opinion, just because they've made it so easy with unlimited opportunities. You can have you can hire a designer to design a t-shirt, have another company create the t-shirt, and, and ship it to your customer, and you don't even have to, you know, touch yeah, you don't have to touch it. anything. Yeah. yeah. No, I love it. Yeah, I, I really, really agree with you 100%. Man, it's, it, to me, a lot of people say, well, the market's getting more saturated. Um, well, it's also be creating more opportunity to me. Um, there's, there's definitely there's new ways of marketing. There's old ways of marketing. They all <laughs> still work. And um, to me, it's just getting easier to go out there and leverage um, these different platforms that yeah. allow us and to for do For the so. experienced sellers, you know, focus. <laughs> yeah, I say that, I say that right? For, for the new sellers, you know, there's tons of opportunity for the, for the sellers that are in the market. Just focus on something and, and just hammer it. <laughs> focus on what's working and keep focusing there, right? Yep. I mean, come on. All right, Mike. Well, hey, thank you so much. I really do appreciate it. We'll definitely be in touch for sure. Like I said, if I do go back to head back to New York, which I'm supposed to be, uh, maybe in the fall, I'll give you a shout out. Maybe we'll get together for that cup of coffee. And uh, yeah, I just want to thank you again, man. I really, truly appreciate it. Yeah, swing by the warehouse. I'm always here. <laughs> All right, Mike. Thank you, bud. Thanks, Scott. Okay, so uh, that's a wrap. That was pretty darn awesome. And I want to thank Mike once again for taking time out of his busy schedule to come on and hang out with us and really share his story. And I think you have to always go back to people that are or that appear to be successful didn't start out being successful. Understand that there's been things along the way that have gotten them to where they are. You know, I mean, we can have the vision of where we want to go, but there's going to be things that happen. Think about if you take a road trip, you take a road trip, you get a flat tire. What do you have to do? You got to pull over on the side of the road and you have to change the tire or you have to call someone to change the tire depending on if you can change a tire or not. You get what I'm saying, right? You, you just, sometimes you have to adjust, you have to pivot, and that's exactly what he did, and he still continues to do. I mean, even listening to him say that he got Zach Wilde, a very, very well-known guitarist in the industry. I mean, I personally know how popular he is. Some of you may or may not know. I mean, Ozzy Osbourne, uh, some of you may or may not know. But, I mean, a guitarist of his, I mean, that's like big time in the guitar world. And uh, and, he, and he's a huge 
a huge uh, guitar guy. So, I mean, he's got a huge following of his own that he's created his own brand. And you would think that all he needs to do is mention something and it's going to work. And it didn't. And then they fine-tuned a few things and they got it to work. But again, it didn't work out of the gate and you would have thought it would have, right? So just understand, I want you guys to take away, number one, that every single one of us start at zero in a sense. And then from there, in order to kind of see what the next move is, we got to actually do something. We have to take action, as you guys always hear me say, all right? And I just want you to listen to interviews like this that I did with Mike and others and just learn from them. Be inspired, be motivated, but more importantly, take those lessons learned and put them into action, all right? So uh, you might want to bookmark this one or come back and listen to this one again. I think it's it's really chuck full of, of goodness. I really, truly do. And I may even, I'm going to be actually going back to New York here in the next month or so, I may uh, reach out to Mike and see if we can have a cup of that Death Wish coffee together. Maybe I'll uh, I'll get him on uh, on an audio or a video, and we can maybe uh, see where he's at now, see what's happening, see what's exciting. So, guys, that is a wrap. Uh, I want to remind you guys if you want to download the show notes, the transcripts, anything that we mentioned there, the links. If you want to go check out Death Wish Coffee, um, all the links will be over at theamazingseller.com forward slash. 419. You can go check that out. His new podcast that they've launched or new, it's not as new now as when this is airing, but it's a newer podcast. Uh, probably go check that out too. It's it's good. And uh, yeah, that's it guys. That's, that's what I got for you. So hopefully you guys are inspired, motivated, but also ready to go out there and do your thing. So guys, remember as always, I'm here for you. I believe in you and I am rooting for you have to you have to come on say it with me say it loud say it proud say it with some energy because we've got some coffee running through our our blood today take action have an awesome amazing day and i'll see you right back here on the next episode